Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heads Up, the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weitzel, founder of the Facebook group Migraine Nation and chronic daily migraine survivor. I am excited to tell you that I am here today with Dr. Vincent Martin, MD. Hello, Dr. Martin. How are you doing? Good, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. Dr. Martin is the director of the Headache and Facial Pain Center at the University of Cincinnati, and he is also the president of the National Headache Foundation. We have an interesting topic today. We have something for everyone. We are going to be talking to people who are sort of new to the headache and migraine world who might not know if they have migraine, they have headache, don't have a diagnosis. We are also going to be talking to people who are seasoned people with migraine that have had it for a long time. We're going to talk about how to talk to your doctor about migraine and headache. So we are going to start out with basically how to find out what sort of head pain you have. So um, Dr. Martin, let's begin by discussing the importance of having migraine and headache disorders treated. A lot of people who might be experiencing even daily head pain, not sure what kind of headache it is. They might think it's tension headache. They don't know. Um, They might want to ignore it for a while. Are there repercussions to ignoring that? Well, I think it depends on what headache type that you have. Uh, When a patient presents to their primary care physician or even to a specialist with a complaint of headache, they usually have migraine. And the consequences of not addressing this with a healthcare provider is the fact that uh, patients can become disabled. Mm -hmm. They, in some cases, and by disabled, I don't necessarily mean that you're completely disabled from work. What What that means is you might miss work, you might miss social activities, and it can have an impact on your life. So that's the consequence of not receiving adequate treatment now. And then the other thing is that sometimes the headaches can evolve into a more frequent pattern called chronic migraine, which are patients that have 15 or more days with headache, of which eight or more days per month meet migraine criteria. That's what you want to try to avoid. Mm -hmm. So if you're having head pain, um, the steps to take that are recommended are that you make a dedicated headache appointment and prepare for that appointment. But let's start by talking about how we can determine whether or not our head pain or our loved one's head pain might be migraine. Uh, We need a healthcare provider to actually determine a diagnosis. You cannot determine it for sure at home. But are there any tools we can use to sort of make a really good guess at whether or not the type of headache we have is actually migraine? Absolutely. Uh, The tool that's probably most commonly used is called ID migraine. Mm -hmm. That just asks the the patients three questions. Mm -hmm. Do you have nausea with your headaches? Do you have sensitivity to light with the headaches? Mm -hmm. And do you have disability? Once again, disability is just missing social activities or work on occasion because of the headaches. And if two of those three are positive, then there's greater than an 80% chance that a person could have migraine. And I think it's really helpful to come in to, you know, beforehand, before you have the office visit and find out whether you might have migraine because it kind of streamlines that appointment when you do make it. Right. So the next thing, the next step that's recommended to do to help take care of yourself, make sure you don't get worse, make sure you're not ignoring a problem that could chronify or become worse. Once you determine that 
possibly you have migraine, um, or you at least have a type of headache that's going, causing you trouble, is uh, to make a dedicated headache appointment. Can you tell me what dedicated headache appointment means to you? Well, I think the first uh, physician, before I answer that, the first physician or healthcare provider that you would consult would be a primary care health provider. Okay. And you'd want to make a dedicated headache visit. What that means is, is that you just go in and talk about your headaches that are bothering you because the office visit of a headache patient requires a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of time to make the diagnosis and also a little bit of time to establish a treatment uh, regimen for, for the patient. So make a dedicated visit where you don't talk about your hypertension and your diabetes and your asthma. You just talk about your headaches. It'll, it'll make you much more likely to have appropriate treatment and management of your headaches. Okay. So, um, so we're not going to go in cause our, you know, we hurt our ankle and Oh, by the way, our head hurts. We're making this appointment only for our headaches, only for possibility of migraine or whatever our sort of head pain is. And then you sort of touched on this, but I want to ask who we should make it with. Should we make it with our regular primary care provider, a neurologist? Um, does it matter? I think it depends if you've got, you know, headaches that are not super frequent, um, you know, like probably less than about eight days per month, then your primary care physician can probably handle this. And that usually is the first contact point into the healthcare system. Now, on the other hand, if you've got more frequent headaches, maybe you meet that chronic migraine criteria that we talked about, then that might be someone in whom a primary care physician may not do as well with, but you still may need to make the appointment with them to start even to get a referral to a specialist like a neurologist or to a headache specialist that might have more expertise in managing your more severe and more frequent headaches. Okay. Um, one of the best ways to prepare for this first appointment is to track your headaches, the frequency, the duration, the severity of the headaches. Um, what do you think is the best way to do this? Well, you need to go into prepared for the visit. And the first thing, as you said, is to track the frequency. And that can be accomplished in three different ways. The simplest way is just to get a calendar. And maybe if you have more mo the moderate to severe headaches that are associated with light and noise sensitivity, just put an M on the day that you have that. M and for migraine. For the, that's M for migraine. Okay. And then the H stands just for regular headaches. Maybe those aren't, maybe those are only mild. They don't have sensitivity to light noise, or maybe they just have a little bit of sensitivity to light. You put an H for those and you record your headaches on a, on a diary or on a calendar. So that's, that's really simple. Okay. Another way you can do it is you can download a, uh, a headache diary from the NHF website where it kind of provides a form for you to record all the migraines and non-migraine headaches and what treatments that you took for them. Okay. And then the final thing would be an app. So you can download a variety of different apps from the app store that actually help you track your migraines and other headaches over time. If you'd like to go to the NHF website, just so you know, to get that calendar that he spoke of, it's at headaches.org. Um, and that is one of the simpler ways other than getting an app on your phone. And Dr. Martin, what about if we wake up in the morning and we have a headache for one hour and it goes away? Do we mark the whole day? Do we do? You, should we put down that it was only an hour? Well, typically migraines don't last an hour unless they're unless they're adequately treated. 
Um, so if you took treatment and it went away an hour, that could that's still probably a migraine attack. So I probably would still list that. But if you want to make a little note that maybe the headache only lasted for one hour, um, then I think that that's helpful to, helpful to the healthcare provider. Okay. So what are the goals once we are in the doctor's office? What are the things we want to make sure we accomplish before we leave that dedicated headache appointment? Well, I think you need to come up with your own goals. So, and I think you need to be prepared when you walk in with Mm -hmm. very specific things that you want. You need to have a diagnosis for your headache disorder. Do you have migraine or do you have some other headache disorder? Because that's going to determine what treatments that you could actually obtain for your for your treatment. And then the, the, you know, the second thing is maybe you're going to want to establish an acute therapy. Mm-hmm. And acute therapy is a therapy that you take just when the headache comes on to get rid of the pain. Mm-hmm. And maybe those are the first two things that you'd want to try to accomplish. And if you had to choose, if you only had time for one, I would get the diagnosis first. Now, mind you that you may require visits every two or three months to to kind of review how you're doing with your healthcare provider. So it's not just like a one and done where you just go one time and you never have any follow-up after that. Okay. So what if I'm showing up for this first visit and I'm someone that's already getting four or more, four to eight migraine days a month, am I going to want more than just that acute medicine out, out of that first visit? Well, you might. It depends on how much time you have and how long it takes the primary care physician um, or primary care health provider mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to make the diagnosis and and to uh, to establish acute therapies. But if you have four or more days per month on average, then you would be candidate for preventive medications. Preventive medications are either medications, tablets, capsules usually given on a daily basis, although occasionally they can be given every other day. But there are, there are other things too that are considered preventative. They can, you can get shots once a month and uh, there's a, even some medical devices that are used for prevention as well. But what the goal is, is to decrease the frequency of your migraine days per month by about 50%. So that would be the goal. But so if you have more frequent headaches, at some point, a discuss, discussion of how to prevent them mm-hmm. and decrease the frequency is really important. And the other important concept is that when people hear a preventive therapy, they think cure. Mm-hmm. There's no cure for migraine. Right. <laughs> migraine is a disorder of the central nervous system. Right. So a good response is a 50% reduction, but mm-hmm. it's not practical, at least right now, in most instances, to bring it down to zero. Now, every so often, you'll hit that, um, you know, that zero or maybe 1%. But even then, under the wrong circumstances, you can still have a migraine. So there's not a hundred percent cure for migraine. Right. Um, I can attest to that, but I can say that I did find a medicine that made me so much better. I felt cured, but when other people look at me, they're like, wow, you always have a migraine. So, but you, you can get a lot better. I don't want people to be discouraged when we say that. Um, So let me switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, we're going to we're going to sort of talk to our people who have had migraine a while. Let's talk about if you maybe didn't find an appropriate medication right away. If the migraine chronifies, if you're one of those people that's got 15 days or more a month of of migraine, um, and how we talk to our doctor if we're someone like that and we've had it for quite some time, because. 
people like that still have a lot of questions. Even if they're with doctors they've been with a while, we run into some problems. And I would love to hear what you have to say about some of the problems that I hear from these people. Um, so a lot of us end up, for example, with some comorbidities, um, some other things that go along with migraine. And I'm really curious um, to hear what you have to say because we might run into some issues where we just have so many problems, whether it's jaw problems, neck problems, uh, other pain issues. What sort of doctor would you recommend that we at least start seeing? Because we don't know where to go. Well, I think that you probably would still start with your primary care health provider. And then, but usually when the headaches get that frequent, you really need to see a specialist. Um, and it's not just any specialist because not all neurologists are really well-versed um, in the management of chronic migraine, but mm -hmm. it's either a neurologist that does have a background in migraine or it's a headache specialist. And ideally there would be one, they it would be one that is well-versed in managing the multiple type of diseases and disorders that we common see, commonly see with, with uh, chronic migraine. And I'll just give you an example. I'm, I very much believe that what happens is you inherit this hypersensitive nervous system. Mm -hmm. And then there's all these different things that can trigger it or make it worse. And those are these disorders you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So for example, if someone has a lot of neck disease, like maybe a lot of herniated discs in their neck and arthritis and, and so forth, then a lot of times the headaches will come up into the back of the head. So when I have someone that has headaches in that location, I'm thinking, gee, is the neck the trigger? Might refer those people to physical therapy. Uh, we might eventually um, do a, a MRI. We might do some, some uh, injections, steroid injections, either into the you know, um, the nerve near the nerve root or near something called the facet joint. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes a TMJ, if I have somebody that has headaches in their temples, sometimes they grind their teeth or they do something called bruxism where they kind of, you know, basically kind of chew, you know, at night and kind of grind their teeth at night. Um, so I might think of that. And there's certain physical therapy uh, ther uh, therapists that can deal with that as well as certain medications I use. And then if someone points like this, and their head, their migraines are mostly over their sinuses and they're having a lot of, you know, like runny nose and, and allergy symptoms, then I might think that there's a, a trigger from, from that, from their nose sinuses, or could maybe even uh, an infection, uh, either acute or chronic. Mm -hmm. And then if they have a hormonal trigger, for example, so in, in, in women that are still menstruating, if their headaches are worsening around their menstrual period, I'll pick that off. So really Managing a patient with chronic migraine is like peeling an onion. Mm -hmm. So you peel off one layer. So you peel, so they got this back here. You peel off that layer. Maybe the headaches back here get better, but they still have headaches over here and still have headaches over here. Mm -hmm. And then you deal with this, you know, and maybe you find out that they're grinding their teeth at night, you know, and then you find out that they get worse during allergy season. So you put them on some allergy therapies. So really it's about managing the whole person and figuring out what could be triggering them. And there's not like one magic bullet, but if you think about it, if each change makes like a 15% improvement right. in the frequency, well, you have four, three or four changes that do that, all of a sudden you're 60% better. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we ignore the migraine therapies, but those are the things you do in addition to them. So all the therapies that we commonly use, the, the medications and so forth, we would still layer on, but we're also taking care of these other diseases as well. So it's really about treating the whole person. 
I think it's very helpful to see a headache specialist because as you're speaking and you're talking about all these multiple things and the sensitive nervous system, and it can be all these different things happen. I think one of the things I hear people talk about is when I go to a, a different doctor, they, I don't like to talk about it because they think I'm a hypochondriac because there can be various things going on. I mean, if you have this sensitive nervous system and you're talking about all these comorbidities, it gets to the point where you might not want to talk about it if you don't have someone who really understands the migraine nervous system. And um, I think that's one of the reasons I asked that question. Um, something that has, there's two directions here that I want to bring up, um, things I hear. One of them is, People will get so comfortable with their headache specialist who's taking care of these things that they stop going to their primary care doctor. And then all of a sudden things get off kilter because they don't realize that um, their thyroid might have gotten off as they got older or a couple other things might have gotten off. And those things, too, um, if you have a migraine nervous system, might kick up the headaches. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I, I've got like a whole series of blood tests that I do in my chronic migraine patients too. So I check things like thyroid disease and I'll tell you, uh, certain vitamin deficiencies are extremely mm -hmm. common. Like B12 deficiency is very common. So I usually check for that. And then another one called vitamin D deficiency can be associated with headaches as well as even fibromyalgia it's been associated with as well. So there's a whole series of blood tests. Sometimes they're anemic. Sometimes there's liver problems. So I look at the, the whole patient when I'm seeing a chronic migraine patient and to see whether there's some other disease that might be might be triggering it. But certainly thyroid is definitely one that can do it. Okay. And then the other end of the spectrum. So I, I when I brought that up, I was saying um, sometimes patients will stop seeing their primary care doctor. And if they don't, if their headache specialist, specialist isn't doing what you're doing and running labs, et cetera, uh, sometimes something could be missed. The other end of the spectrum is um, some people I talk to will end up seeing multiple doctors because they, they don't have one who wants to do everything. So they, their neurologist doesn't want to uh, help them with their menstrual migraines. And so they go to uh, a gynecologist to work on their hormones, but the two doctors disagree and they run into all sorts of problems. And so again, do you think that sometimes headache specialists can take care of that and do all of that at once? I think it depends. I, I don't think there's anyone that can do all of the things I just talked about. Right. Um, I think that like, for example, if you need a epidural steroid shot in mm -hmm. your neck, cause you've got a herniated disc in your neck mm -hmm. then that's not something a headache doctor is going to do. Right. So that, that would probably, that type of headache might be best managed by pain management, but, but by a pain management physician, that's very savvy to people with, with, uh, with that type of headache. Right. Um, like for example, TMJ, might be managed by, you know, a, a dentist um, in mm -hmm. many cases. And then, you know, obviously the allergic symptoms could be managed by primary care, mm -hmm. you know, or it could be managed by either an ENT doctor or an allergist. So, so really when you start evolving from that less frequent uh, type of patient, like we talked about the beginning yeah. at the beginning and then evolve into the other spectrum, you know, you, you just have to make sure that you never get there, you know? So if you get adequate treatment when you're less frequent, maybe you never evolve into that pattern mm -hmm. later on where you're really refractory. But even in a headache clinic, you have to have a um, many different specialists that you're 
comfortable with uh, to see the person and to handle all these myriad of, of different medical conditions that can impact their migraines. So it's a really a you know multidisciplinary approach to, to headache management. And not all, even not all not all headache doctors can do that either. So you just right. have to find someone that really kind of understands the whole the whole person. Right. Well, I'm glad that you answered it that way. And um, I think I think that people will be happy that we addressed it. Um, there's not a perfect answer. Um, it can be a difficult situation, but I think that the best answer is to treat as soon as possible. Don't just leave it and ignore it and try not to let it chronify. Um, and I think that that you covered that very well. Is there anything you'd like to add to our discussion to talking to your doctor about migraine? Just simply that there's lots to, lots that we can do for you. You know, you just have to get seek the right attention and don't just sit back at home and think there's nothing that can be done. Because if you do that and you let your headaches get super frequent, it's gonna be harder to ramp them down. Right. You don't want to end up like the people I was using as example at the end of at the end of that talk. I can tell you that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Martin. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Heads Up. And please join us again next week for the weekly webcast and podcast of the National Headache Foundation.